uh, there's a really lovely line in the sixth ox herding picture that says gain and loss are assimilated or gain and loss have been assimilated. I'll read the sixth ox herding picture, but I'll just unpack this one line in this video. <clears throat> uh, the sixth ox herding picture is called riding the bull home or riding the ox home. The struggle is over. Gain and loss are assimilated. I sing the song of the village woodsman and play the tune of the children. Tunes of the children. Astride the bull, I observe the clouds above. Onward I go, no matter who may wish to call me back. This is um, can be interpreted different ways. It's a very nice pointing to equanimity and a very nice pointing to that sort of maturity when we've given ourselves fully to this process, to, to the Dharma, to the unbinding itself, um, and sort of left the the um, conditioned world behind, at least at the level of heart. But I want to talk about this line specifically. Oh, by the way, on the bull or on the ox, you see the rider now. He's riding it. So he the, the ox being his true nature, his Buddha nature, um, and the, the, the little person being the practitioner, so to speak. But now they're almost one, really, right? Because he's riding the ox. He's going where the ox goes. The the Buddha nature, the, the, the search for the orientation to true nature uh, is driving now. He's going where the ox goes. He's not trying to live his own life anymore, right? Not trying to negotiate, not trying to co-opt spirituality somehow with his own agendas. He's just up on top of that bull. And the older woodblocks showed him riding backwards, meaning he doesn't even know where he's going, but he's going to continue to play that flute, right? Um... This is deep trust. This is very, very profound and deep trust. And it's such a relief when you can finally live this way. Uh, I want to point out, though, that this says uh, the struggle is over. Equanimity. Gain and loss are assimilated. This is really important. I, I love the way it's... This is a translation, of course, so there's probably other translations, but assimilated. That's a very different statement than saying... Um, I've accepted loss, let's say, right? We can talk about gain and loss and desire and aversion, but let's just talk about loss because often with this process, it feels like there's a lot of loss, a lot of grief, a lot of letting go, a lot of helplessness, yeah? Um, but that's a phase. That's a stage. It's an experience. When gain and loss are assimilated, there's no loss anymore. There's no possibility for loss. I uh, remember a story of someone saying Ramana had gone to the doctor, got diagnosed, I think, with cancer, got diagnosed with something life-threatening. And one of his followers was very upset when he came back and, you know, what are we going to do without you, master, and all that. And he laughed and said, where would I go? Yeah. Um, when loss and gain are assimilated, neither one is believed. Neither one is seen to be or felt to be anything real at all. So there's a there's a way of getting over grief or getting used to grief or making friends with grief, you know, in shadow work. There's also a way of moving completely beyond that paradigm. For lack of a better way of saying it, you don't move beyond anything. There's no one to move beyond anything. But um, for loss and gain to be completely assimilated, it's over. You don't get sucked into that anymore. There's no concern for loss or gain because it's completely seen through it's the realization is clear there is no loss or gain 
They are dependently originated experiences that are based in belief, and belief is based in the reflective mind, and all of it is an illusion. So it's not a problem anymore. This is why you can play your flute. This is why you can get up on the back of that ox and just ride along wherever it goes. It doesn't matter where it goes now. There's nothing to be gained or lost anymore. How can you enjoy life? How can you finally enjoy life? How can you finally enjoy true spontaneity? You have to have assimilated gain and loss. If you think you're going to gain or lose something in the next moment, and by the way, I'm not looking down on that. That's mind identification. That's a very, very hypnotic spell for a very long time. The vast majority of people live in that world and don't see outside of it. Loss and gain. What am I causing to happen in the next moment? What, what could I gain in the next moment? What could I lose in the next moment? Right? This is just living in fear. It's living in reactivity at some level. It's living in a dualistic world of pushing and pulling and desire and aversion. To assimilate gain and loss, it's gone. That spell is broken. Another way of saying it is, we've seen through the, the aspect of identity that actually believes in it. We've seen through the aspect of identity that feels like it has to push and pull on experience to get what it wants, to cause what it wants to happen to happen, what causes, um, so that it can cause what it thinks it needs to happen to happen. That mechanism, that sense of identity around that is gone. It's dispelled. That illusion is dispelled. It turns out to be an illusion. So this is slippery because to the degree there's mind identification going and identification with desire and aversion or desire and ill will and so forth, um, you won't want to let go of this, right? Because that in that dualistic mind, it looks like you're you're giving something up. To let go of desire, it feels like you're giving something up <laughs> because there's been a belief all along that desire is causing things to happen. It's not. It's just creating distance between you and life, experiential distance. And aversion is what we overlook. This starts with an aversion, not with a desire. Desire is down the road. It starts with an aversion, a feeling of being separate from life, pulling back. Fear, ultimately. So when fear underlies the entire mechanism of seeking and desire and aversion, then it's a huge relief to dispel that whole mechanism and see that it actually is based on nothing. It's based on nothing. That's what it means to assimilate. That's what it means to assimilate desire and aversion. That's what it means to assimilate good and bad. That's what it means to assimilate gain and loss. Such a perfect statement. Gain and loss have been assimilated. How can you assimilate gain and loss? Look closely. Look really, really closely at what's actually occurring. And the, you have five sense gates to do that, right? You, that's, that's, your, that's your, um, your laboratory. It's your, it's your direct access to what we're just going to call reality. That which is unconditioned by mind. You have direct access to it. You just have to see through the conditioned mind. You have to see the conditioned mind often by questioning it and even systematically deconstructing it, depending on how you approach this. Um, you have to see through that to actually see what's in the senses. Once you see what's in the senses, once you hear what's in the senses, what's directly accessible, it's irreversible. You won't unhear that when you really hear it. Um, you will have assimilated gain 
and loss. Good luck.